She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Welcome to Live, Love, Thrive, Women's Empowerment Hour. We're happy to have you with us today, and we're happy to have with us actress and writer Tina Alexis Allen. Welcome, Tina. I'm so happy to have you here. You know, you've had such an extraordinary career. I can't wait to talk about all the things that have built to where you are today and the cool work you're doing to help raise money for the Parkland kids. Yeah. I mean, who isn't? like top of mind awareness about this whole gun issue. And I think it's so cool that you and your partner are doing something about that. So stay yeah. tuned, we're gonna talk about that. Good. But first I wanna talk about your incredible journey. Um, I know you started off in fashion and ended up being an actress and, and now you're also a writer. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I wanna talk about how this all evolved. Now. Originally, you were doing some fashion with Willie Smith, the yes. famous Willie Smith. Yes, yes. In, where was that? New, New York? York City. In yep. New York. Fashion oh, Avenue. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he... Um, I can tell you're a fashionista. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I came out of uh, college with an MBA. Yeah. I went to the business side of fashion. I was always attracted to fashion, but... Um, I had no idea I was going to end up in entertainment. No one in my family had. I hadn't even done a school play. Yeah. So the fact that I had a bit of an epiphany at 30 and decided I wanted to become an actress was still to this day a bit shocking to me. You know what? I think you'll inspire a lot of listeners out there who are like in that same boat. Maybe they're 30, 40. I've known actresses that have been 50 and they started their acting career. I've actually had her on uh, and, and she's doing quite well too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's ne I always say it's never too late to make your dreams happen. You it's know? when we're ready. You know, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. I wasn't ready. If I had tried to become an actor actress at 20, yeah. it would have been horrible. Right. <laughs> and you ended up being on a very popular WGN show called The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Outsiders and yeah. how long did you do that show? Uh, the show was two years. So I was yeah. on for two years. Uh, sadly, they sold the network. So the show and every other show that was on WGN was canceled. Right. But uh, it was a ball. But it had a good run. It had a great run. It was yeah. their best series. Uh, David Morse was our lead, Ryan Hurst, yeah. uh, Kyle Gallner. It was an amazing ensemble. I yeah. I have to say it was the most satisfying. Now, the experience. premise of it was like being coal miners, right? <laughs> well, or, we or, weren't or, coal miners, yeah. but um, it was essentially a battle for right. the land. And right. uh, I was part of David's family, yeah. and we had lived on this mountain going back 200 years. So we're Kentucky, born and born and raised, and uh, live off the land, and there's no running water. And you Now, know, you were born in Maryland, right? I was right? born in Maryland. How in the world do you do this acting as like a... Uh, a Kentucky, you know, coal I'll, mining town. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I did an off-Broadway play uh, yeah. called Underground, which actually was about the Sago mining disaster. Uh, so, so I this, had done. This topic keeps calling the, your it name. It does. Huh? Yeah. My my family jokes. I'm the youngest of thirteen, which yeah. is a well, a whole nother story. But yeah. yeah, my family always jokes like, "How is it that you're playing all these?" Um, gals from West Virginia and Kentucky and all that. And I, I don't know, maybe a prior life or something. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. It couldn't be farther from your reality, but that's yeah. what makes you a really good actress. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I loved playing yeah. the character Shern. She was just, she, she was a woman who was in the midst of a loss mm -hmm. of her child. So there was all this, you know, sort of moving through that grief, but also she was the fiercest 
mountain lion you could imagine. And being like that top show on that network, like, do you yeah. get people saying, oh my God, I love that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was all the time. They're like, yeah. why did De they're like boycotting WGN? I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. a business decision. It wasn't personal. You know? Right. You, you know, can watch the network. I could totally see myself being on a show called The Outsiders, but it would have nothing to do with Kentucky <laughs> coal mining for sure. Well, it wasn't lost on me that I was part of such a huge clan. Yeah. So much of everything on that show was about the clan. It yeah. was and timely too. And you know, uh, it's such a timely topic too, just about the the coal mining and how that industry is going away. And yeah, you know, and I the mean, fight for land and yeah. bureaucracy versus people wanting to live their own way. Right. And that's very prevalent right it's now too, too. It's too bad that that yeah they should still be doing that show. It's they so should. relevant today. We were hoping Netflix yeah. was going to pick it up, oh, but it was very. Right. It happened very fast, and yeah. it was just well. You never know. Still yeah, could could, could be could come back. Other yeah. shows have come back in the past, so. But let's talk about all the other cool stuff that you've done okay. and that are you are doing. Uh, <coughs> first of me. all, you grew up in Maryland, right? I did, Chevy Chase. Which you I was, did too. I, I grew up right near there. Yeah, yeah McLean, were, Virginia. Yep, amazing. right out. Right, like we were both from that basic DC area. area. I always find in LA, I have to say to people, I'm basically from the DC area because yeah. nobody's ever heard of where we're from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just say <laughs> but you're DC, from DC. They've heard of. They get it. They get it. Um, but anyway, so we're both basically from that DC area. Um, and then you were from a family of 13, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Shocking. And you were the youngest? And I am the youngest. Wow. Yeah, you're not were, you <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. and we're, we're all we'll alive and be. healthy, yeah. and we'll always be. Um, yeah, it's um, one of the things, like, in life that people get so blown away. They want all the, you know, how, do, how does that work? Can mm -hmm. you remember their names? You know, all those, yeah. those silly <laughs> questions. But when it's all you know, it's all yeah. you know. And when uh, you did a play based on your family I did and you played every single character nearly is that true? it is I played 13 or 14 characters oh my, God, my parents crazy. many of my siblings uh, our housekeeper my father's yeah. secretary a lot yeah oh my god um, that I would was, love to see that, that was what was the name of it irresistible irresistible <clears throat> yeah. I love that you think you'll do it again my um I well what happened is I did that show uh, in LA and then it, it sort of I don't know, morphed five, six. Into. It morphed into me then doing an, an off-Broadway show called Secrets of a Holy Father, which was me playing just my father because right. his, his story is so big and, and important that I wanted to explore what it would be to, you know, just become him. Now, what I love about that story is you did two nights off-Broadway in New York. Yes. And got a book deal out of it. Yeah, actually, I, I ran at the Cherry Lane in New York, but when I brought it to L.A., oh. I did two nights here, and I got a book deal, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Gottler at Intellectual Property Group. Uh, Andrea and, Quinn, and who you know, yes, produced we love Andrea it. Quinn. Yeah, yeah, with her husband Chris, she produced mm -hmm. these nights in L.A. And so, um, and yeah. And did you get with Harper Collins? Well, Harper Collins ended up publishing the book. Um, that's huge. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Thank and you. I think we have a picture of the book. <laughs> the name of the book: Hiding Out, a memoir of drugs, deception, and double lives. Wow. It's a and big... this is your true story. Mm. Your family story. It is. It's specifically the story of my father and myself sort of living this double secretive life together. Right, right. Yeah. Which yeah. I would love to, <coughs> we'll, we'll kind of reveal that here because yeah. everybody will be like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so the book. Um, <coughs> Sorry, it's LA can, cold season. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. So they, the book 
is with HarperCollins, people yeah. can get that on Amazon. On Amazon, uh, right. Kindle, um, uh, audiobook I recorded, which right. was really fun. And say the name again because it's so Hiding, long, I can't remember it's it. It's okay, Hiding Out. Hiding Out. They just got to look up Hiding Out. <coughs> Excuse me, Hiding Out, a memoir of drugs, Tina deception. Alexis Allen. Yes, right. a memoir of drugs, deception, and double lives. Okay, drugs, deception, and double lives. Yeah. Who doesn't want to read this book? <laughs> you know, it's... Um, it's I, I think it's, it's a, a movie, pa- right? Well, yeah. Or yeah. a TV series, which I'm writing now. At yeah. least I'm writing the pilot now. We'll see which way it goes. It yeah. could be either, easily. Yeah. 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 Now, nowadays, it, it, a lot of times, something starts as a movie and ends up being a series. Yeah, and or people are into vice that. versa yeah. these days. Yeah. I'm going to pop a... Yeah. People Sorry. like to uh, b- binge watch. They do, and yeah. also, you know, it's such a family drama that people just get so sucked in. Right, right. And uh, in this case, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I love true stories. Yeah. And uh, deception and all, and, and drugs and, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so where you're at with that is you've written the series, you've written the movie. Yep. You could go either way. Yep. That's kind of what you're working on yep. now. Yep. It seems like everything you do manifests. So <coughs> sure I work can, on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can expect that soon. Um, what's a little bit that you could share with us? I know you don't want to give the whole thing away, yeah. but enough to that we want to read your book and see the movie. <coughs> I'm so sorry <clears throat> um, for coughing. Um, so basically... When I was 16, uh, I was in the closet deeply, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I grew up in a very Catholic family. And so my dad uh, suspected something, and he brought it to me. Mm-hmm. And he was very um, formidable and um, much, as you could imagine, a strict priest might be. And, and, and let's preface that your family was very religious. Oh, yes, yes. Super religious. Super religious, yeah. the rosary every night, yeah. you know, daily mass uh, with my parents. So when he came to me uh, with this revelation that he knew, he then proceeded to say that he had buried his lover in the war. Oh, and, my God. And... Um, and that, wow, were and, you like shocked? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like on the floor. Yeah, on the floor. And You're I wasn't in this even religious family with this yeah. strict dad, and, and he and you come to find out he had a gay lover. <coughs> exactly. Like, Hello, wow. But then I came to learn that there was a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. The, a lot more lovers, or a yes. lot more to the story? Well, oh. both. Okay, both. Both. Okay. Um, and something that he was living uh, currently. Mm-hmm. So the two of us take this crazy ride for a number of years, keeping the secret from my parents, uh, from my mother, mm-hmm. and from my siblings. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, clubs, you know, poppers, yeah. trips around the world. We were really in deep into this so lifestyle. You and your dad bonded over this fact that you were both gay. Yeah. So you yeah. went on this like party binge with him. Yeah. Secretive to yeah. Become me be- all of you know, your best friends. siblings and mom not knowing. Wow. <coughs> exactly. That is some that is some cover up. Yeah. 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 And then there's Vatican secrets, which I won't get into because he had very high level connections to the people at the Vatican, which right. was always strange for a Catholic travel agent from the, from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, it was always And is this bit, in the book? Yes. This, okay. So I don't want to say too much. Right, right. Um, but, um, but I will say that it, it's something that you wouldn't believe if it weren't true. Right. So yeah. it's one of those books. One of those books. Okay. And I wrote it from my first person voice as a young adult. 
And, and you did this as a play. Well, I, I, I did. Um, Part of it? Well, I, I played my father and I told his version. Oh, wow. That's fabulous. That's Just him. I only played yeah. him in that show. Yeah. And then the book was my point of view. So right. the book became then my voice right. of how I experienced it. But the solo show, the second one I had done, right. was about just from his voice, only him. It was quite amazing playing a man it was even more amazing playing him because he was really complicated mm-hmm. um and you're one of those and today's his birthday oh how wow. crazy is well, that happy birthday yeah Dad. <laughs> uh and so now everything's out in the open and yeah yeah are your i parents mean parents still together my or? parents are both gone my parents oh, okay. separated when my mother eventually um found out everything oh, wow but but they did end up believe it or not back together was she upset with you Never that I'm, no, I don't think so. I never, I never felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just, you know, raising 13 kids, there's not a lot of I guess of space. after finding out her husband was gay, finding out her daughter was, was no big deal. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and I actually came out to her, which is, which is also in the book. There's a whole. Did which, you come out first or did I they? did. You I, did. I did. And um, it sort of blows up, but I don't want to say too much. But what I will say, especially to young listeners perhaps of your show is that it helps heal when you tell the truth it doesn't oh heal. i'm a huge believer in that you know, you know? it doesn't heal right away it's right. messy and sometimes really yes. hurtful and painful yes. yes but in the end you know you can't live in a family full of secrets and um and live freely and so right. for me i feel in some ways that i've been a conduit even starting way back then when I was in my early 20s when I did decide I can't carry these secrets anymore. Right. And I've sort of been revealing yeah. as I've gone on in my life and become more and more comfortable in my own skin right. and also sharing a lot of you know bumps I had as a child, um, you know, abuse and other things as a, as a kid. And those things are just you know, part of the mm-hmm. journey. You know, it's right. part of, but, but there's freedom at the end. That's right. really what I want to say. And when you say abuse, like yeah. what did that look like? Well, I mean, it's, it's in the book, but it's not, and it's not the book. It's just context for mm-hmm. why is this young gal in her 20s bouncing off the walls and being so crazy, crazy and self-destructive? Well, the reason was because I had um, multiple uh, situations when I was a child, uh, one with the teacher and one with a family member. So I had experienced sexual abuse as a child, right? A lot. So you're part of that Me Too movement, very much so. As are most women. Yeah, yeah very right, much so. Right. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, it definitely defined me in in a way that I mean, positively. Mm-hmm. If those things hadn't happened to me, um, I don't think I'd be a voice for those right. who are still feeling ashamed or not quite telling the truth or not quite telling, um, you know, owning their story. Right. That's really You're also a good role model for women. Like, you know, you're a feminine woman, and so people don't necessarily think you're gay. And so I think it's always good to send a message that, you know, gay people look like all different things. You know, you you can't stereotype us. Not everybody looks like me. (laughs) (laughs) You look great. You look great. But, uh, you know, you can't, you you don't, you don't always know. So it's good to uh, embrace it uh, and, and not judge people. Absolutely. And and I I think that goes a long way in our culture right now. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much judging going on in our climate right now. There's so much judging of people don't always know who they're talking to. Right. And and if 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 you're this or you're that or your skin's a different color or your your orientation's different 
immediately there's all kinds of stories and assumptions yeah. and, and they're not true. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't get it because I just, for me, it's just so obvious like we just all just, just love the souls of each other. Who cares? You, you know, we're all going to end up in the same place. Yeah, so yeah. to think that we should have a pecking order while we're here is kind of absurd. Yeah, I don't understand like if somebody was born in one body and they're another body, who cares? Like, let them be. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they're born uh, black or mm -hmm. Iranian or, you know, Jewish or whatever. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, you know, it's that interesting. That doesn't define us. It's just, yeah. like, we're all, the bottom line is everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants friends. Everybody wants good things to happen, right? So Absolutely. why not just be kind to each other, right? So yeah. I'm totally with you. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yes, we you are. You have been through a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. your, your book and your show, and I think it's really courageous of you to tell that story in your plays, in your book, and in your upcoming movie or TV series. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people won't tell their stories. Yeah. And there's something freeing about telling your story. Now, did you find that? When you told your story, did it feel healing? And like, okay, this isn't a secret anymore. Yeah. And I'm sharing it with people. Well, initially in the early days of doing those shows, there was a lot of that because yeah. I was still very much in the process of healing. And I'm sure. sure that's why I was writing them and performing them. Yeah. By the time I got to my book, to be honest, I felt really on the other side of it, right. which is why I could hold it so shamelessly. Yeah. So when you read it, you know, you're just like, oh my God, like, yeah. a lot of sex, a lot of craziness. Yeah. It's all there. Oh, now I'm definitely in the book. <laughs> um, and so it's the shameless part. Right. Um, but but yes, along the way, absolutely. And so I've always, originally when you wrote the show and did the show, yes. it was difficult to get through it. Yeah, yeah, I would say the first solo show when I played, you know, so many of those characters, um, I was really exploring things and saying things in public for the first time on a right. stage. Wow, and that's so, courageous. And so by the time, you know, I got on Megyn Kelly a year ago with my book and was saying these things publicly, they didn't hold the same charge. And I knew that I was on a mission to free up anybody mm -hmm. who was still sitting at home watching going, I feel ashamed that, that right. this happened to me. Not that they even did it, but even maybe those that did it, right. that, that their you know, perpetrators need to heal too. You know, and I find also too that people don't even know they're carrying it around. It's very true. Like the minute they write it or perform it or do just whatever like, ah, to just tell people, yeah. it, 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 they don't even realize they were carrying a boulder on their shoulder, yeah. right? Well, yeah. even, even my father's sexuality, obviously you can imagine coming from the family mm -hmm. uh, that I've described, there's so much holding an image and upholding our, our importance and our image that, you know, to let him be who he was, was right. really for me the point of doing my second show as him because I felt he was gone by then. But I felt that to allow him to be free, maybe in his afterlife, right, in a way that he couldn't be here yeah. through me, felt yeah. like it might have healing powers for other people too. And, and there was because... You know, he didn't get to be free. And I thought, I'm not going to perpetuate this legacy right. of someone who was this quietly and then this publicly. It's like, yeah. that's the problem. That's why he lived that way. Because in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, you couldn't live freely. Yeah. So How he, sad was that? Yeah. yeah. And so now it's sort of like, I'm not going to perpetuate it with my nieces and nephews, my great nieces. nieces and I want to be the move forward his legacy right. to be, he's he was all of that. You know, I still know people today, even though our culture has changed so dramatically, that they still aren't out at work or different yeah. things. And um, I always think, um, 
that's such a boulder they're carrying around, but they don't even know it. Yeah. And uh, it really does put a, a little shadow over your inner pilot. Yeah. Don't you think? You're, Absolutely. You're, I mean, I, yeah. I, I relate personally because it took yeah. me a really long yeah, time. At 40, I finally came out to my parents and, yeah. uh, you know, five years ago. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and it totally, it, it lightened my whole spirit, yeah. you know, and I've seen it in other people too. Yeah. My wife for one, you know, the, you see people's whole spirit become brighter yeah. once they're their authentic selves. Absolutely. Um, and, the, and the shame in the family gets lifted too. Yes. Everybody's you, freed. Yeah. Everybody's it's freed. It's sort of like you yeah. might wish in a way that yeah. it wasn't said or the neighbor didn't know, but in the end, you know, the neighbor's got their own stuff. The, na- and, and you know, the neighbor the doesn't have is, a lot of time. Yeah. Most people don't care. They don't care. You know, you, you're carrying around all this weight thinking everybody cares so much and every, and then you, you come out with this whole big thing and people are like, oh yeah, I knew that. Or, oh, exactly. I didn't Exactly. Or so is my uncle. So yeah. is my, yeah. you know, so is my yeah. whatever. And and nobody cares. In fact, everybody, like you said, feels that sigh of relief. Yeah. So I love the work that you're doing. I love Thank that you, you so share much. your story. Thank and, you. And uh, I want to talk about Parkland. Because yes. Because we said we're going to. <coughs> and, yes. Um, I know a lot of people are listening and can't see the jewelry yeah. you have on. But yes. um, nope. you and your partner have created uh, some jewelry that the the proceeds are going to help Shine, which Shine. is an organization uh, that helps the the kids at Parkland. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, we teamed up this summer with two gals um, who are survivors of Parkland, um, um, and they have a nonprofit called Shine, as you mentioned. And basically, what they do is they use art and art therapy to help heal the trauma of gun violence in their community. And so we created this piece, um, an affordable piece that the young and the old can wear and afford. It's unisex, it says safe, and it stands for see all faces equal, which is kind of timely about everything. Because when you think about gun violence, so much of the psychology of it is that generally the perpetrator of that doesn't see all faces equal. Right. And so oh, in a wow, way, powerful. in a way, yeah. it really is about what we were just talking about, which is that we're all the same. Yeah, it's and all perception, it isn't is, it? It is. Mm-hmm. And that's it's shifting our perception. Yeah. And anyone can shift their perception. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes, um, my partner, Gina Raffaella, and I created Gina Raffaella Jewelry a few years ago, and we've been giving proceeds to places like Moms Demand Action and places that um, are promoting peace, not all nonprofits. And then we decided to do something special. And the idea, hopefully, now will be that we create a piece special for other areas like Dayton and Orlando. And so, when people buy this jewelry and yes. they wear it, first yes. of all, they're sending a message. Amen. And the money goes to Shine. Yes. And Shine is helping the victims of of Parkland. Of Parkland. Exactly. That oh, whole that's community. Beautiful. That's perfect. Yeah, because when you think about it, when these um, traumas happen, you know, of course, there's the the real victims who are no longer with us, but there's also all the kids. Yeah. And then there are the parents, and then there's the teachers, and then there's a whole community that's right. feeling this. PTSD, frankly. Oh, totally. And so art therapy, as we we know as artists, um, can go a long way to to alleviating that that trauma. And, you know, I think those Parkland kids have single-handedly stood out amongst, I mean, all of the terrible crime scenes that have happened in the past years. Yeah. Um, I think they've done one of the best jobs of 
coordinating people around the country to really get behind change. Don't That's you? it. That's it. That's they're and exceptional kids. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Emma Gonzalez was a big, you know, um, you know, part of that and becoming mm -hmm. sort of the voice of Parkland. Mm -hmm. We felt, and we've been trying to sort of engage with the youth. And I think this piece, we finally hit it where we're like, yes, we're not only wanting to reach the youth, but we're giving to the youth and they're giving back. That's um, so perfect. By wearing it. So, and you can get it online at mm -hmm. GinaRaffaella.com. Right. So they can Google GinaRaffaella.com or yep. go to the site. Yeah, GinaRaffaella.com. And then how can we find you at your Tina Alexis Allen? Yeah, my handle is basically Tina yeah. Alexis Allen, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm on a lot. So uh, follow and I'll follow you back and we'll stay in touch. And that that's fun. Great. So we can find out when your movie and TV series yeah, are Yeah, yeah. From it. your lips to God's ears. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, you're and welcome. thanks for. You know, I like to have on women that are giving back and paying it forward, and I uh, appreciate you doing this for Parkland. Thank you, and you deserve yeah. a shout-out for all you're doing for women oh, and giving you. the platform for people to come on and, you know, make change. So thank well, you. thanks. We're, we're in this together, we right? We are. We are. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make it a great week. We hope that you will visit GinaRaffaella.com and get your jewelry and also stay in touch with Tina Alexis Allen through social media. Make it a great day. Thanks for being here. Hugs and happiness.